Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook app, but all of America's top-rated sportsbook app. And speaking of the U.S. of A, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer for my listeners. Just listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on any offer doesn't come around very often. In fact, some might say once every four years. So sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on all the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, plenty of instructions for new users, and nearly limitless way to get in on the action. My friends, families, and cohorts have been love using DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, hockey fans. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. I get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. I started playing the like, dun, 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 And I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat <laughs> on. I wonder who, who he should have checked over here. <laughs> and then <laughs> I looked down at my favorite Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 right. rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. But we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Game over. Hello and welcome everyone to this, the final edition of Game Over. This is it. We've hit the mountaintop. We are up here on the summit, the rarefied air. And before us is the legendary Silver Chalice. And there is only one. One team that has made it this far. And, of course, if you're checking this out or downloading it, you know the team that made it here. It's been a long haul these last two and a half months since I started this. Dear God, where does the time go? 31 teams got to about mm, 20 of them. Um, And there's only one here with me at the mountaintop. This team was founded in 1992. They currently play out of the Checks Notes, Amelie Arena. They have been to the finals four times, won three. They just got back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. They are more than happy to tell you that. They are your still your current reigning and defending Tampa Bay Lightning and representing said club are the boys of the Bolts broadcast, Chase and Mike. Lads, welcome aboard. You made it. You made it to the winner's circle, and you got to the top of the pyramid for $25,000. Congratulations. Now, do we get that in cash right up front, or uh, I'll take the 25000 for sure. <laughs> the beer's in the back of the pickup truck. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us on, Rich. We really appreciate it, and... Uh, like you said, we will be happy to tell everyone we are the reigning Stanley Cup champs two times back to back, um, and it's it really couldn't happen without the Bulls broadcast. You know, we started it two years ago; they won back to back, so I think it's an us thing. You guys are officially undefeated. Let's just let's just set the record straight. You guys have been on the Hockey Podcast Network for two years, and you have not lost a playoff series. You are undefeated. So. Um, since you guys made it the whole way, um, how did this happen in a modern, um, salary cap era outside of my Yinzers, which I will gladly say, how did you guys do it? I I know, I know what the trolls are going to say. Pandemic 18 over the cap. No, 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 no. There, there's layers to this. How'd they pull it off? So, I mean... Really, trying to say, oh, $18 million over the cap, they're cheating, uh, this seems unfair. Well, I mean, first of all, this happens every year. There's always teams that end up over the cap in the playoffs. Uh, the Blackhawks were, you know, equally over the cap back in 2015, I think it was. This happens all the time. Uh, it's it's a loophole that was properly, legally, you know, I, I checked all, all the boxes for being done the right way. It was exploited by Julian Breesbaugh. He knew what he was doing. Uh, he should, deserved GM of the year for the way he handled this roster. He made the moves he needed to to keep the core intact uh, to maneuver the salary cap, and he put together a very good team. And of course, they gelled together. You know, come playoffs. Uh, you know, Kucherov, of course, wasn't in the lineup all year, but they were still a pretty dominant team. 
And even for a lot of games this year, it kind of looked like they were just kind of taking it easy and preparing themselves. Like, they knew they were going to get to the playoffs, and they wanted to just be as healthy as possible. And this team did stay really healthy throughout the year and into the playoffs. So, you know, just the way they did it, they they knew their talent level. They knew they were better than everybody else. They knew once they got Kucherov back, they were going to be unstoppable. And sure enough, that's what we saw. And I think what helped is we always say it on the Bulls broadcast, Steve Eiserman, he needs the shout-out because he really put the core together. The The fact that we are able to have so many good players and the moves we made at draft day on you know certain times to get Stamkos, Vasilevsky, to get Braden Point nonetheless in the third round, being able to pick up these core players because of Steve Eiserman was amazing. Julian Brisebois just was able to keep them together, and that's, that's really what got us to win. I mean, Vasilevsky... Best goalie in the world, Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, Braden Point, uh, probably all top 30 players in the world right now. Stamkos, because of injuries, he has taken a step back, but he's still a great player, and he's our captain, and we're so happy that he's here. I have akin what you guys have done, basically the equivalent of betting $1 on the price is right. There's nothing wrong with it. It's perfectly legal. It, it may look bad on the broadcast, but there's nothing wrong with it. I, I mean, that's fair. No, I, I, I like that analogy. <laughs> so you know uh there's one thing i always say when it comes to the playoffs and myself many others in podcasters and hockey youtubers have said this scoring depth scoring depth is so needed and that's what um uh i believe tampa had in spades whenever you'd see the goal update on nhl.com um when you'd see who scored the goal oftentimes you'd go who Yanni Gord, Russ Colton, um, I don't know if Tyler Johnson played at all, but just guys that you don't expect to ski- see on the score sheet, but ended up scoring the most important goals. Yeah, I mean, we saw there in the game, this the game-winning goal for the Stanley Cup Finals, Russ Colton, you know, that, that name that you just said, he's the one that got it. He's someone that came really out of nowhere this season. Uh, just, you know, he, he made made the roster or didn't make the roster but you know like once he got called up he made an impact on the roster pretty quickly showed that he he's ready for this role and he's not going anywhere and really that that's what carried this team you know of course the star players the Sam Coses, the points the Sorelli's the Kudrow's and they're in the lineup the plots those, those guys are great but it's that bottom six that really up front that made the difference all the difference in the world in this team you know Coleman and Gondreau they were one hell of a duo together uh I mean on the penalty kill, even strength, it didn't matter. They were a very hard tandem to play against. And then, you know, having Yanni Gord play them as well when that happened was fantastic. Uh, it Just the bottom six really, I think, was just at a different level than every other teams in the league. And when you have the efficiency and the production that, like, they did, it just it's so hard to try to beat a team like that. And I'll be the first to tell you, I was extremely critical on the trades to go out and get Gaudreau and Coleman. Um, I was okay with the Coleman trade. You know, I, I think Coleman's a great player. Um, Goudreau, I was like, really, we traded a first for a fourth liner. Uh, I said it on the Bulls broadcast at the time when it happened. I said, hey, it might work out. Sure enough, they were a part of our back-to-back run. It worked out perfectly. I said, I, I think it was on the Stanley Cup celebration episode that we had that I am so thankful we got those guys because they stepped up tremendously on top of the other depth pieces we've talked about Tyler Johnson even a guy who got waived this offseason comes back played pretty well in the playoffs was able to put some points on the board so these depth pieces like Chase mentioned uh huge and 
the main reason to our success. So I, I'm just so happy that the Coleman Gaudreau situation worked out because if it didn't, I would have been even more enraged than I was the day it happened. <laughs> Good stuff out of you guys. Good stuff all around. So typically where I would go into called when Cthulhu comes a calling, we would talk about the Seattle Kraken, but by the time this podcast is going to drop, it's going to, um, the expansion drafts are already going to happen. You guys will have said your piece on um, who got taken. Um, even when we're recording this, the protected list is out. Um, does Tampa really have anything to worry about in the expansion draft? Like, are you guys so well set up? You're like, here, here's our stuff on the street corner. Take whatever you want. I think with the list that we put out, uh, it really, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a best situation possible. It's going to keep the decor intact, which is really important. And, you know, the forward group, there's going to need to be guys that are gone anyway. So say that even they, they decide to take a Ross Colton, for example, um, that's a very low cap hit player. They're going to have to make trades to, to get rid of a, a guy like a, you know, a Kalorn or a Palat, maybe, maybe both of them, maybe find a way to get Tyler Johnson out too, because they got to find that cap anyway. So really it's, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that uh, Sato's going to be able to take this guy away. You know, we, maybe we won't have to trade Tyler Johnson plus a draft pick just to get him off our books anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this kind of ends up working out. It's the best situation possible for Tampa. And at the same time, we're going to lose a good player no matter what. Um, there's so many good players that are on this Tampa team. So whether it be Andre Palat, Yanni Gord, uh, the young kid Callan Foote, we're going to lose a good player. There's some teams out there where, fortunately, they don't have that depth. And it doesn't seem like maybe they'll lose a great player where Tampa, we will. Uh, it's going to be – it's going to hurt. I mean, losing a good player will always hurt. But like Chase said, hopefully it will help us in the long run with the salary cap and everything. Um, but it, it's going to be hard to watch someone go that's as talented as a Yanni Gord or an Andre Pilat. Of course. And it's, you know, it's not just Seattle. It's It's the way the league is set up. It, you guys have shown that, yes, you can win back-to-back cups, even though many will argue by dubious circumstances. Um, getting three-peats just really aren't all that possible. I mean, as you guys say, you know, you're going to lose, you know, part of your middle six, maybe lose a good amount of your middle six just because of it being a flat cap and you just can't afford to keep anybody or everybody. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough, but... Uh, you know, there's quite a few young guys that I really like in the system that can step up and I think fill that role. Um, it's obviously not going to be to the level that, that they're going to be trying to replace. But, you know, and Alex Barboulet, I think he is a full-time player next year. Taylor Radish, he's got a legitimate chance. Uh, you know, those are two guys that I think if they come in and perform how they're expected, they should be able to fill middle six roles, no issue. And it's really just about if, uh, you know, they'll get to the playoffs again. That's, that's a guarantee. So if Vasilevsky plays like he did uh, in this playoffs, I mean, it is very well possible that no matter who's in front of them, they could end up pulling out another win. Because they're still going to have Kucherov. They're still going to have Hedman. Still going to have Dragachev. They should still have Stamkos. Um, I would be shocked if not. But at the same time, if they were going to move a superstar player, I think he'd be the one they'd have to move. Um, but so they should still have, you know, their main superstar pieces and their, like, main fourth-line type guys. And then that middle six, if, as long as they can play well enough in front of Vasilevsky, they should be fine. We're going to lose some pieces, but I, I think that you got Vasilevsky, you got Kucherov, you got Hedman. I think they should still be the favorites. Um, will they be weaker? Yes. Should they still be the favorites? Absolutely. 
agreed. This team's still going to be good, even though we're going, we are going back to the Atlantic Division uh, matchups. Um, Tampa is still considered to be the favorite, and definitely a team you can write in ink that they are going to be in the playoffs next year. Um, we're not going to get into a lot of draft here because, again, by the time this drops, there's not going to be much um, that will already be gone. Plus, you guys only have checks notes. Uh, one pick in the first four rounds, although that could change by the time this drops. Um, you guys mentioned your farm system. Um, I covered the Hershey Bears. Um, I've seen the Syracuse Crunch over the better over this past decade. And it's been a well-oiled farm system out there, like you guys said. Um, do you feel like that this will just be another year with the draft? Just keep loading up the farm system. Just keep dumping into it. Yeah, so the, the issue with this, this draft for the Lightning is the lack of draft picks, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, only one pick in the, in the top four rounds. It's a third-round pick. Uh, you got three in the seventh, but... Odds are, you know, these picks probably won't be playing in Syracuse this year. But the last couple of drafts, you know, there's a couple of guys that should be moving on uh, to the American League full time. And I think they're, you know, they, they should get a decent shot at some playing time. Um, as you said, Syracuse, they, they've been a, a pretty good, um, you know, manufacturer of NHL talent. Uh, they had a lot of guys that were in the Stanley Cup finals, you know, just between the two teams this year. Um, you know, it, it's it's a very talented American League team. They, they do a good job developing. You know, they really offer a pro hockey like a true pro hockey environment while understanding that you know their job is to develop these guys so you know i have a lot of faith um that odds are you know i don't know how many true like prospects are going to be called up and sent down this year with lightning i think there's kind of a gap between guys who are ready and who are not but a guy like gabriel forte he's he's gonna go in he's gonna get some i would say pretty good playing time for your next year uh maybe he can find his way you know with an nhl call up at some point uh because i think he will be someone who is probably you know one of the top six forwards for Syracuse this year. Uh, just, you know, another young body coming in. And then there's other guys, of course, moving on from Major Junior too. So, I, you know, I, I do think that it's just, you know, they're really going to try to focus on bringing those young guys in and keep trying to build within their own system while supplementing their NHL team with, like, low-end, cheap signings. Yeah, I think that when it comes to this draft in regards to the minimum amount of picks that we have, uh I mean, we've hit on so many picks. That's why we're in the position that we are. We've hit on those third-round picks like Braden Point. So I think just keep an eye on who they take this year. They've done a really good job before. The scouting department's great. So keep an eye on who we get. And who knows, he might be another good player down the line that will be lifting the cup for the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's just absurd the amount of talent you guys had. And I know I, I said that several times throughout these past couple months, the, the depth that this team has is just is just ridiculous and you should be proud of it you know that, that you guys are able to get the talent i saw vasileski in syracuse um syracuse made the Calder cup finals twice a, um, a good amount of those players did go up and um or moved on and it really is a strength of your farm system so let's take a look to october um why should the Tampa Bay Lightning fans be optimistic heading into October? Um, I know, you know, people will be there for the banner raising, but let's not forget the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be looking really good down the road. Yeah, so uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Of course, you know, back-to-back -back champions, um, you know, uh, of course, you're going to be optimistic because of that. 
yeah, you're going to be missing probably four or five faces, if not more, from this team last year um, that, that you're used to seeing. But, you know, with that, it comes guys with new opportunities. So you're, you're going to see some of these young talents get in, as well as you're going to be seeing, you know, these staples and these superstars already still playing too. So really everything that they got going on, um, it, it's it's really something that you're going to want to watch. You're going to want to watch the star players go perform. You're going to want to watch the young guys develop and get acclimated to the NHL. And, you know, by season's end, I think it's going to be another, you know, very strongly built, well-oiled team. And, you know, it, to see that from October 1 and watch the change, you know, up until like maybe the trade deadline, I, I think we'll see a pretty strong difference. And the team's going to lose some pieces. Uh, we know that with the expansion draft, uh, Blake Coleman, David Savard, both UFAs, um, we might need to trade some players. So the team will be a little weaker. However... This year is the year we should be the most hungry because we can set even more records. Right now in the salary cap era, there's only two teams that have gone back-to-back, the Penguins and the Lightning. There's zero teams that have gone three for three. Let's try to do that. Let's try to get that going. Let's get hungry. Let's be better than ever before and set that record. We've set so many this year. Let's keep it going. I could see Tampa just just hanging around this year and I don't mean that in like a bad way like that's that's like second and third in the Atlantic um kind of like what they did this past year they just they just hung around the top four of of the of the central and then once playoffs came you know this the switch was flipped and they went into a fourth gear they truly were the blue army this year crushing the paths crushing the dreams of all those in their path as another YouTuber said, Florida, they made the playoffs for the first time in years. Get out of, out of here. Um, Carolina, we're really good. Get out. Yeah, all the Islanders. It's such an emotional emotional last ride at Fort Never Lose. Ha <laughs> ha, how nice. And just crushed dreams of everybody that was in front of them. So, why should Lightning fans be depressed, even though they're back-to-back Stanley Cup champions? Uh, the number one thing I would say is there is going to have to be a massive roster overall because of the salary cap. So if Seattle ends up taking a low salary guy, then there's going to, have to be even more trades than we want to. If they take a higher salary guy, uh, then you know there might be a little less um, overturn or a little less like change. But say let's just let's just say they do take Ross Colton or Alex Barbouet or Cal Foot. I would seriously not be surprised if Steven Samkos is one of the odd men out you know it's obviously not going to be through a buyout it's going to be through a trade and it'll be a pretty good return but at the end of the day he is slowing down he's got a good cap hit um i wouldn't say it's impossible i'm going to say it's very very unlikely but it really not as impossible so that's something that i kind of worried about last offseason i'm going to be worrying about it again this offseason so that's something that you're going to be a little bit depressed about a little worried about but at the end of the day i think we'll still see him on the roster day one you're just going to end up seeing probably five new forwards and two new defensemen and a backup goalie too. And Rich, I agree with you. I think that when it comes to the regular season, Tampa not going to be that top team in their division, not going to be the president trophy winner. Um, Even this year, I said that I think Carolina would take the central over Tampa. Chase thought I was crazy, but it was really crazy. I got it right. Um, (laughs) But I I agree. I, I think that during the regular season, we won't see the same dominant performance but as long as we make it to the playoffs, we don't need to see that dominant performance from them in the regular season because we know we'll get a lot of them in the playoffs. So I think 
if fans are looking at a second or third place finish in the Atlantic, that might be a little upsetting because with the dominance we've had, back-to-back chips, uh, you expect more. But I, I think really, other than that, and then some of the players we might lose, there's not too much to be depressed about. All valid points on that front. So Tampa, you did it. You were the last ones. You made it to the winner's circle. We have a very special parting words for you. And to Tampa Bay Lightning, we say... Winner! Ha! All of you thought I was going to say game over, didn't you? Ha! So, thank you to Chase and Mike of the Bolt Broadcast for joining me. This being the last episode of Game Over. Boys, even though we are heading into the proverbial dog days of summer, I'll send you out on this. I'll give you a minute or two to pimp or promote whatever project, your podcast or whatever other project you're working on. So uh, the board is thine. Mike, take it away. Okay, yeah. So we want to thank you, Rich, first of all, for having us on. We really appreciate it. Um, If you want to check us out, uh, we are the Bolts Broadcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, You can check out our Twitter at the Bolts Broadcast. Um, When it comes to some of the other stuff we're doing, Uh, We've got our own show where we mostly cover football. So if you're interested in football, we have a show called We're Not Professionals. That's on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, everything like that. And you can find us on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. Um, And then just more shout outs to the Hockey Podcast Network. Everyone's doing a great job over there. Uh, We're really excited to be a part of the network still. And Chase, I know he's been working on some blogs because we've got the new blogging feature there. So uh, I think really overall, we're just happy to be a part of this network, happy to be a part of this family. And uh, yeah, there's a couple places you can find us, Chase. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to talk about. No, I mean, yeah, you got it all covered there, I would say. Uh, just, you know, you know we, we appreciate you guys checking out the show. Richie, yet again, we, we appreciate it. Just make sure to check us out on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast at WNP Sports Pod. Please go ahead and check them out. They are a fun follow during the hockey season, as well as all of us here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, so thanks for that. Check out check out their blogs on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. And to all of you, I say thank you who followed me for the past almost two and a half months of doing this. You know, I didn't think that I'd get here to the end because of how my head's wired. I tend to give up on projects that don't go my way. And this is team number 31 of 31. As I said in the beginning, I only got about 20 of them done, and that's okay. So thank you to all of you for your times and listens and downloads over the spring and summer. And to each and every one of you, I say game over. But for all of you, to keep this analogy going... Keep a few quarters in the pocket because we're shutting the machine off for now, but we'll plug her back in once we get into September. And next season, I'll have a whole new batch to dish out to everyone. So to all of you, thank you very much. Get out of here and enjoy your summer, and we'll see everybody in the fall. Game over.